Welcome back. Joining me now for a look at the equity space is Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital. Uh, <laughs> Anthea and I have been talking a lot behind the scenes uh, because there's a lot of confusion from my side. Um, I just went through those market balls and it seems that the JSC is the only one in the red at this point and not even as much as I had actually expected. So European markets and US markets in the green. Anthea, can you put anything into context for me? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not, Sanati. <laughs> um, you, you know, like what I also noticed today was when the US inflation number came out, gold plummeted. So the yeah. traditional sell shares, buy safe haven gold has yeah. made way for buy safe haven US dollars. Yeah. Oh, and, my goodness. And, and so that's what we're seeing, of course. You know, when that number came out, US dollar ran, fell from 1825 to 1857 and you know what markets are like Ooh. they all, always overshoot so it's uh. pulled back a bit um but but there's there's so much to talk about so much going yeah. on you know we've got um for for south africa having two more um mpc meetings mm -hmm. the u.s fed has three so we've got one in december and january and they've got one in november december january okay and 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 the, the the consensus seems to see or the seems to be or the projection for the Fed fund rate for this cycle is four point six percent. So it's currently at three point two five, and if you mm. add seventy five in November, fifty in December, Oof. that gets you to to the four point close enough to the four point yeah. six that they're predicting. But with these numbers, I'm almost worried that it will be seventy five and seventy five. And if that is the mm. case, if we get seventy five in November, seventy five in December. It'll be the fifth straight 75 basis point rate hike. And I'm not sure that the U.S. consumer can uh, withstand that. Yeah. I, I think they're not used to it, you know. Yeah. Um, so this, this is definitely going to hurt them. So just on that, uh, the response then to that high inflation, of course, they also did mention in those minutes that inflation is not coming down as quickly and as much as they would like. There was quite a confusion, though, there because as much as the broader voice of the Fed was pretty hawkish, you did have some policymakers saying that the Fed does need to be cognizant of the economic and the financial risks. But then the Fed's saying that the risk of doing too little is worse than the risk of doing too much. So what did you take out from those minutes? So that is exactly what I was going to say. Is my, <laughs> what I've heard is that they would rather do too much and then cut aggressively if they have to yeah. than do too little and get caught um, on the back foot again. My favorite comment for the week was President Joe Biden, who said, no, I don't think we're going to go into recession. And if we do, it's going to be a soft landing. Okay. <laughs> he clearly has not been listening to Powell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he's just trying to convince all of us that it will be a soft landing until it's not. So it is what it is until it isn't, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So let's go into some of the, the, the updates that came out of the JSC. And I actually want to start off with the trading statement that came out from Afrimat. Uh, so they expect a drop in headline earnings of as much as a fifth. So, of course, you have the lower levels of uh, profitability being affected by the decrease in the iron ore price, including the um, higher production costs. But I'm just wondering, are these numbers coming from a high base, this lower profitability? Is it just that it comes from a high base or is there something else or more that markets uh, need to be nervous about? Um, you, you, you probably have a point, you know, it's not like they, they're... Um, gone into loss-making position, they're still profitable. Yeah. Lower levels um, 
are of debt. In fact, I think almost debt free yeah, now, yeah, debt which free. gives them enough capital to make decent acquisitions. And, and the results were very mixed, right? So you had some really good results, some yeah. increasing volumes and, and some negative inputs. Um, so I guess a tale of two hard or a tale of two business sectors, yeah, if you yeah. want to call it that. It is. Very difficult. To, I mean, pretty much like Grinnard, actually, which we'll probably talk yeah. about. But um, difficult to say with certainty yeah. whether it's going to be consistent in the next quarter or next half year. Yeah, it was quite interesting that it seems that now it's, it's, it's more of an iron ore story because you had um, good results coming from Gomati and Jenkins there, but they're not enough to offset the downward pressure from the iron ore prices. Let's go into Grinrod. Yeah. I was just going to say, but also they're quite cognizant of um, uh, uh, controlling their costs and improving yes. efficiencies. Yeah. So that's playing in their favor. Yeah, all right. Let's get into Grinrod, um, citing strong drivers for their good performance in their ports uh, and terminals and also logistics business units. Uh, they've also engaged in uh, some corporate action, as you know, the unbundling uh, from Remgro and also um, the sale of Grinrod Bank. What's your take on that counter? So this is definitely a business with two parts, right? Yeah. One, we've got the asset disposal program. Yeah. Um, and then the core business is the logistics. Yeah. So I think you're seeing uh, benefits or return on your employed capital in both sides of the business. Um, really doing well, volumes picking up. Um, and again, also doing some serious cost improvements. Um, so, so it's looking like a good share, you know. Mm. Um, the disposal of Grinrod. Bank to African Bank, as well as the Remgro unbundling, now complete. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're looking to invest in infrastructure. Um, and trying again to be cost effective as a logistics business. Yeah. Another company that came out with good results was Karoo um, with five O's. Um, so they <laughs> <laughs> reported a good growth in subscribers. Of course, Cartrack continues to be uh, the star performer there. Also, strong cash generation building on the momentum uh, in Southeast Asia. Would you say that the prospects for this company look good? I think it looks spectacular. This company just doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, they've seen revenue increase by 30%. Their uh, revenue for the quarter was 859 million rand, which now brings their half-year revenue to over 1.5 billion rand. Uh, uh, you know, for, uh, it used to be a small company. Now it's not yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, profits up 26%, earnings up uh, 28%. What a yeah. wonderful story. All right. So looking forward to the rise and rise of Kuru. Uh, just lastly, your stock pick for today, Anthea. So I'm choosing Sappy. They put out a trading statement a couple of days ago saying that during the fourth quarter, market conditions were stronger than they expected, while European energy prices were lower than anticip anticipated. Yeah. Um, so they're now looking for EBITDA um, above the third quarter. So when I saw the third quarter results, a quarter ago, I must admit, I thought, oh, this must be the peak. You know, this is a business that used to be in structural decline and seems to have changed around. Yeah. And why I still like it, even though it's had a nice little bounce post this trading update, is consensus earnings per share is $1.21. I think they're more likely to come out at one thirty-six per share. So mm. still a lot of upside, um, you know, and also those debt levels reducing. And they're doing the bond buyback program. They're going to save between 10 and 15 million dollars yeah. by doing this 
bond, the 2026 maturity bond, buying that back. Yeah, listen, I don't blame you for thinking that the third quarter was the peak because uh, the fourth quarter even surprised management. So they did guide that uh, there'd be a slowdown in fourth quarter, but we did see better results. But thank you very much for your time and insights, Anthea. That was Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital.